0: Hello and welcome to episode 223 of the Enough podcast. My name, as it's always been, is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined, as I always am, by Mr. Patrick Rohn.
1: I'm getting less and less comfortable with this high number. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I,
0: the, I think the problem is is that I always feel compelled to talk about it, which we do on every episode now.
1: We, we, yeah, we, we yeah. No, we need to do something about this. How are you doing, Michael?
0: I'm very good, mate. How are you?
1: So, <laughs> I'm doing okay. So, uh, just to confirm, I just want to make sure this is the one that we record and people can actually listen to, right? This is uh, this, this is this, this this one.
0: The recorded podcast, yeah. The recorded The podcast. recorded okay. and released to the world podcast. That okay, also right. includes show notes.
1: Oh, wait. They get the show notes too?
0: Yeah, 70decibels.com slash enough. Oh, they have to go and that, get them. They don't get delivered directly to the inbox via email. Or oh, period.
1: okay. All right. That's that's how we make up the margin, I see. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I get it now. All right. It takes work on their part, effort. Yeah. So, uh, what's up? What's new? Uh,
0: I haven't anything? Really, I haven't really got anything new. Um, no, nothing new. Just,
1: just you're doing you're doing your 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 podcasting thing, your, your prompt thing. thing, your Prompting. command space sort of thing, mm-hmm. your pinata kind of
0: thing, bionic.
1: Yeah. Oh, dude. Okay, this is a this is a side story unplanned. So, uh, Aaron Draplin, you're familiar with Aaron Draplin?
0: Of course, I'm familiar with Aaron Draplin. Yes.
1: Yeah, Aaron Draplin's a, a you know big time designer, well-known in the design community. He is also kind of co-founder and co-creator of Field Notes uh, or maybe he is creator. I think he gets creator credit for it. Um uh, but you know, he 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 works on that. And uh he's got some great talks on the YouTubes and the and the videos. Vime- you should go check them out. Um well, um he went to uh minneapolis college of art and design i i i believe um and he was here last friday um for a retrospective show of of his work that they had um and he brought the whole kit and the title of the show Ugh. was like something like pretty much everything up to 2013. And it really was pretty much everything up to 2013. All of the you know state posters he's done, all of the T-shirts he's done, all the logo work he's done, all the record album stuff he's done, but most importantly to you and to Mr. Doughty, every single field notes ever done. A complete collection, all in one box of every Mm -hmm. field notes.
0: So you took a picture of it. I did take a picture of that. There is some stuff in there that it would have been difficult for me not to just steal.
1: (laughs) It was was more than a little epic and overwhelming,
0: actually. In all honesty, that box that he showed, uh, there's a couple of thousand dollars worth of notebooks in that box. Oh, yeah. 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 Just because of what they go for on eBay and stuff,
1: right, right. And you'll know what's also was interesting is not everything in there was shrink wrapped, right? Yeah. And so you're wondering, okay, why are these not shrink wrapped? These so other ones are. They honestly, um,
0: some of them, they just don't have them anymore. Yeah. So well, even I'll, the guy who designed I'll, them.
1: I'll I'll send you a, a pic, the picture raw, and we can figure out a way to put it into the show. notes. Oh, I, I've just
0: linked the app dot net post.
1: Oh well, there you go. That'll work. <laughs> Um, so uh, the deal was was that I had somewhere else to go Friday night. I already had something planned, and then Friday sometime during the day, I saw that he was going to be in town and he was going to be at this thing, and not only him but but lay his his uh, his wife, I believe they 're married um now um and his parents, who, if you follow his blog and read his work, like you know his family's all over the The posts and he mentions them constantly and he's especially close to his dad and it shows and his dad is kind of this larger than life sort of character uh as as is he and so you know you kind of feel close to these people so when he posted he was going to be in town at this thing and you know that there was going to be every field necessary was like okay i gotta go take a picture of this for for mike and brad at least but even more so This is the sort of thing that I'm just going to divert my entire day to make sure that I go down to just to introduce myself to him and to thank him and to shake his hand and say, I really appreciate the work that you do all across the board. And I follow it. And I'm not a designer. I'm not getting anything like, you know, out of this professionally or anything like this. I just wanted to say hi. And that's what I did. Entirely gracious guy. he seemed genuinely touched by that. You know, shook his hand and everything. He introduced me to Lay. And he's like, my parents are over there. You should go talk with them and, you know, and tell them who you are and stuff like that and why you came down and make their day. I did that and, and met his dad and, and such. Dad, healthy as Knox, Old guy, you know, shocking white hair, shocking white beard and just full of life. Died Sunday night passed away. I had just seen him on Friday. Had shook had shaken his hand on Friday. Life ends. Don't wait to begin it. Because I can guarantee you these this entire group of people are people that began their lives long ago and they're actively living it and they can leave at any time and look back and be proud and so when i saw that tweet on draplin's uh, twitter account you know i i was shocked i was shocked It's like oh my gosh i just saw him i just shook his hand i just met him but you know what i was about to pour some anyway i'm gonna choose a different bottle i'm gonna pour out the best one and give a toast to Jim Draplin, you know, because, uh, you know, it just, just knowing and reading and following people's lives. And I'm sure that, you know, the same thing goes around, right? People read my work and they read, you know, and they feel like they know me because they do, right? Like the person that you see on the Twitters and the app.nets and the posts that I write that is authentic me. If you read that stuff, you know me, you know me pretty well. And I feel the same way about the people that I read and the people I'm interested in and the people that I follow. So, so yeah, there's that. <laughs> Didn't mean to bum everyone out right at the start. Sorry, Mike.
0: That's okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: but, you know, this kind of brings me to an, another point about life and about living. So, uh, a little while back, I... On the on the Twitters and the App. dot I kind of put out there the following question, which was: Is there anything I could write about that would help you, that you think would really help you? And I got a number of great responses back to that, but I got a surprising number of people that had some form of "I really wish you would write something about." Technology addiction, or you know, about how to, you know, be attached to my phone less, or to have less anxiety when I leave it behind, or or th- some some form of that thing, right? And so I've been thinking about this now for well, a few weeks, uh, as uh, you know, as you know i i like to ruminate on things mm. <laughs> you are ruminating and and uh you know ruminate uh, just to uh, give people the etymology of the word um it it comes from um ruminant which is the um Uh, the digestive uh, system of a cow basically the way that a cow's digestive system works is uh, you know that they that they chew you know they they eat the grass and the grass goes in and they chew it and they swallow it and it goes into like this first stomach kind of gets processed there but then comes back up where they rechew it and it further processes. And and that's what's called chewing the cud, by the way. Um, This is called cud that they are now chewing. And, And it's further digesting that thing that they have already taken in. Okay? And the idea of ruminating about something is exactly that, right? You've taken some information in. And instead of just taking it in and swallowing it and just taking it for what it is you bring it back up and you further digest it you further process it you further think through it this is what i do i do this a lot um as uh, mike said uh, just before the podcast well how'd you put it michael
0: you, I, you you live in your mind
1: i live in my mind and and anyone who knows me knows that that's very true of me right that uh you know that i'm very much up here all the time. <laughs> thinking through things. And waging little wars against myself. Um, and I did that with this process. And the more I thought about it. The more I thought. Well you know what? People already have kind of the skills that they need to do this. They just need to make it fun. So for instance. When you go to the movie theater. Michael. Mm. You go to the movie theater and, you know, they—the before even the previews play in a lot of them, um, they have these little things where um, it's all, uh, you know, like you turn off your cell phone and, you know, put it on silence. Don't talk on it. You know what I mean? At least they do that here. They have a little thing that runs in front of the movie that says, hey, get... Off your phone and put it in your pocket. And put it away because no one wants you on that while the movie's playing, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So while the movie's playing, do you take out your phone? Do you check Twitter? Are you checking Facebook? Are you did? No, you're watching the movie for two hours, two and a half. A lot of movies are these days. Three. A lot of movies are. Where's your where's your where's your quote unquote addiction then?
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I am able to to do that. And the interesting thing is sometimes when watching movies at home, I check my phone. But in the movie theater where it is unacceptable to do so, I do not I actually put my phone into do not disturb mode for that time.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, it's – you say, yeah, appropriately, it's, it's it's unacceptable. It's not just unacceptable because it's just, you know, it's unacceptable to yourself. But it's unacceptable to everyone around you. If you take your phone out in the middle of the movie and you start, you know, texting away, I bet you there's going to be at least uh, two or three patrons in the immediate vicinity that have some words with you, right? <laughs> or at least, you know, give you the stink eye. Um, yeah, you, you, you don't do it, right? So if you can not do it, Because it's socially unacceptable for, I don't know, two hours, three hours, four hours. Why not at least pretend that it's socially unacceptable everywhere? Uh, You know, so there's one strategy. Um, Another strategy um, that I came up with and I posted about on Minimal Mac, um, but this one was... I think a lot more fun is what I like to call the battery game. And the battery game uh, kind of works like this Um, whoever has the most battery left on their phone at the end of the day wins. So basically, the idea is what if you judge the quality of your day by how much battery? You had left, and by having more battery, it means that you had a better day. And uh, habits um, are often formed best, or I should say, are often broken less by making a game out of out of it. Right? Um, that's one of the reasons why things like the Fitbit work, right, mm-hmm. because you're always trying to see how many more steps you can do than you did yesterday, or how many more, uh, you know, how many how many less calories you can consume, or, or burn, how many more you can burn than you did yesterday, right, you know, that, that really it's not so much about the data. The data is part of it, and having that data is key, but the improvement comes by your competitive gamification of of that data. If you can do that with calories or with steps, why can't you do it with your battery on your phone? There's another strategy. Huh. Oh, just uh, you know, just an idea. And maybe, maybe you get a, you get a friend, uh, you know, maybe I say to you, Mike, uh, hey, tell you what, whoever, you know, let's for two weeks at the end of each day, we're going to take a, a snapshot of our, of our phones, or I think there's a, a Terpstra, uh Terpstra pointed me to an app that you can download that gives you detailed battery information and you could maybe fire that up and. And take a snapshot of that and then at the end of two weeks you and i compare and whoever wh- whoever has the you know the least uh amount of battery left uh you know on a day-by-day basis you know you kind of count who won which day and whoever wins the most days uh the other person has to buy them uh lunch or in our case like you know field notes or something <laughs> i don't
0: know
1: <laughs> but you get what i'm saying right Yeah. You know, I mean, you can even take this to a whole nother level and invite other people who are also struggling with the same problem and really make a game out of it. So, yeah, there's just a couple of strategies that I thought people might benefit from. But, uh,. You were saying before the show that you would probably cheat
0: <laughs> well i would I would definitely cheat and uh, let me sort let me sort of explain uh, explain why that would be so my iPhone is my main computer yeah uh, because of the way that I work and, and where I work most of my day to do a lot of the stuff that I consider to be my most important work um I actually have to do it on my phone. Because it's the only access that I have um, for a lot of the apps that I need, the information that I need. It's all on my phone. I can't actually can't access it on the computer that I use on in my day job. So to because I use my iPhone so heavily, I have to have a battery case. I keep my phone in one of those Mophie cases mm. all the time. That is my mm. case, and. I would at least once drain the whole battery during the day and then turn on the Mophie one, and typically my phone is at 20% at the end of the day. Wow. Holy cow. So I go through pretty much most days two whole charges. Wow. Which is part of my um, current frustration with the level of battery technology and the fact that I spoke about this in the prompt recently, But battery technology is so poor... And we've actually not really come anywhere. And then Dr. Drang um, did an awesome post where he at first thought that I was obviously incorrect about this. But then when he looked it up, actually realized that the difference in milliamp hours from the original iPhone to the current iPhone is very, very small.
1: Wow. That is highly interesting.
0: So the capacity of the original iPhone is 5180 milliwatt hours. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, fourteen hundred milliamp hours. Just did a milliamp hour because apparently that's the one that most people pay attention to. Fourteen hundred milliamp hours on the original iPhone, fifteen seventy on the 5S, and it actually mm. went down to 1150, 1,220 for the 3G and 3GS, and then started to go back up again after that. Wow. So really, not a not a great difference. I mean, it's hard to quantify well, that, but it's just basically the the difference is minuscule.
1: Well, but then you know that begs the question because obviously you know battery life in iPhones has grown over that time. Software, I. it's all software, right? Not only all software, but also, but I would say it's not all software. It is in part software, but I would probably say in larger part, it's lower and lower and lower power components.
0: Yes, yes, of course.
1: Right, it's it's the hardware inside that is taking less power and is becoming more efficient, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that that's probably more likely than than the other thing, than software. But even still, it's uh, I don't know I, f- I find that fascinating, right? But and part of that is our own fault. I, I won't say our own fault, but certainly the desire for thinness smaller and smaller and thinner and thinner right um it certainly has a part in that too right because of course the thinner you make the better (laughs) like you know let's just say that if we had those same components in a case that was say as thick as the original iPhone. You know, imagine if the 5 and 5s were as thick as the original iPhone. Well, that would allow you to put a battery in there that's double the size than the one that's in there. You know what I mean? Mhm. And I wonder how many people would be willing to make that trade-off.
0: I would be I happier for it to get bigger. What? I would be happier for it to get bigger again.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think for true power users like yourself, you would make that trade-off in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. You know, you would easily take one that's double the size if you got double the battery. I mean, because obviously, I mean, you're effectively doing that now with your Mophie case. I I would bet that your Mophie case adds enough to the phone that it is... Pretty close to maybe the 3G.
0: It actually adds like about 75% more. So like the volume of the phone, like the width of the phone, it probably adds about 75% of the iPhone 5s. Again, yeah. like to that. So I'm holding like one and three quarter iPhone fives at all time. Wow,
1: interesting. That's really interesting. Sorry, I'm looking up the,
0: uh, sizes.
1: The, the the current Mophie now to try to get a sense of, of how... So w- which one do you have? Do you have the Juice Pack Helium or I think Air? I have,
0: or? Oh, I can't even remember. Uh, helium. I have the Helium. Helium.
1: The Helium. He-
0: helium. Uh,
1: the purple one? Oh, have, tell me you have the pink one, Mike. I Please have, tell me you have the pink
0: one. I will tell you, I have the pink one, but I don't. I have, this, <sighs> I have the silver one, which has got a weird gold color, which is strange.
1: Oh, but uh, that's a, that's apparently it's on the, trend. Uh, Hot new, yeah, it's on mm-hmm. trend. That's the hot new color, apparently. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, tech specs. I'm looking. I'm looking here because uh, now I'm I'm super curious. Okay. Product dimensions. that da. Uh, doesn't. That doesn't necessarily give me... Yeah, so its uh, thickness is uh, 0.59 inches, right? So with the phone, it's 0.59 inches. How, how much was the original iPhone? Um, that's the question.
0: Nobody really knows.
1: No, someone's got to. Uh, tech, I can't believe I'm doing this on air. Uh, <laughs> but I'm really curious now <laughs> I told you guys, I live in my head. I really do um that ah, compare models. uh no iPhone no, no, that's not what I want. nobody knows uh so <laughs> that's a,
0: we'll just leave it there. no one knows
1: nobody knows, nobody no one really knows. Um, iPhone technical, iPhone original.
0: <laughs> there, <let's... laughs> i i forgotten all the original numbers.
1: <laughs> oh, I haven't. The uh the Mofi is uh 0.59. So it's actually thicker than the original iPhone with the Mofi case on. There we See? go. So, so I mean that would be a, I mean that would be a fine trade-off if they just made it as thick as the original iPhone. I think because I mean that would still be thinner than what you carry around in your pocket, and you would get double the battery life.
0: Put a six-inch screen on it and call it the Pro. <laughs> call it the Max or the Note. <laughs> seriously you put pull, pull, pull. a larger screen on it not six inches i was being silly but you know yeah. i feel like it's possible i just wish they would do it i wish they'd give me more battery life and a bigger screen it's all i re- it's all i want pat i'm not you asking for a lot. Screen than what you got yeah i want a big screen i want i want a 4.7 that's the sweet spot baby
1: why don't you just get an android i've got seriously. one here it is here it is right here that was
0: it that's 4.7 inches and it's the best screen size i've ever used uh, i can't I wait for the to next talk
1: my my friend who got the who got the firefox phone oh god into uh getting he that he should replace it with a uh, nokia Lumia lumia 521 a windows phone
0: some of those lumias i tell you though those lumias pat in all seriousness
1: they're nice looking potentially i, I the, played the, with one the
0: best built phones i've ever i've ever used
1: it was it was solidly built i was highly surprised and here in the states that thing is 100 dollars off contract with t mobile mm-hmm. and you know and t mobile has uh, has t mobile in the united states is is very rapidly moving to a no contract model Where, you know, you pay your flat 30 bucks a month and they give, you know, you get all you can eat data and no contract. And, I mean, T-Mobile's doing some revolutionary stuff. And the Nokia phone, solid phone. Windows phone is actually, I used one at length for a good 40 minutes. Got to sit down and play with one. Was highly surprised. I mean it's a decent OS. It's just too bad that there's no ecosystem for it. Otherwise, they're doing some smart and original ideas there. The whole tiles thing, mm-hmm. that's really interesting. And and basically allows you to have to launch apps and things like that less cuz you can see things almost at a glance. I don't know. <laughs> don't don't get me started. I'm not going you're not going to hear have Mr. Millman Mac here talking up Windows Phone too much. I'm just saying just saying, it's worth a it's worth a look if you're not entirely tied to uh, to ecosystems, as it were, like so many of us are. <laughs> oh well, well. So the battery game. People should uh, go to the uh, website and try it. Um, you know, give it a shot, uh, especially if you're one who uh, feels like they suffer from technology addiction. But uh, I got some other things to talk about. We should probably uh, thank a sponsor first.
0: I think that's an excellent idea. Yeah, should take a moment to talk about Squarespace. Is that good, Pat?
1: I think that that's excellent. I hear there's been a disturbance in the geek forces today. I'm not going to mention it, but no. something tells me that people might be looking for a new solution. Don't don't quote me on that, but they might be.
0: I agree. If you, if you are looking to start a site, maybe you want to move a site from somewhere because of some reason that we're not sure of, yeah. Squarespace should be the answer for you, I think. I think Squarespace do some amazing stuff. I wouldn't want to put a website anywhere else in the world. Just I would want to put it on Squarespace. That's where I would want my websites to be. That's where my websites are, Pat. MikeHurley.net, yeah. my own website. A silly yeah. website that I set up with uh, Matt Alexander called Volcana. That's yes.
1: too. <laughs> People who aren't in on the joke are never going to get it, but it's hilarious.
0: But we also have that. that you know, that's, that's the sort of stuff that I put on Squarespace. Any website that I want to create, I put it there because they make it really, really easy for me. They give you beautiful tools. They have 24-7 customer support as well, which is awesome. Um, they just have loads of great stuff. But I want to talk about something special today. I want to talk about something specific. You can build all your sites there. They've got everything you could ever want to build a website. But I want to talk about Squarespace Commerce. Mm. Squarespace Commerce is currently available in the US, the UK, Canada, Australia, Belgium, France, Germany, Ireland, the Netherlands, and Spain.
1: Wow, they've expanded. They
0: have, massively. Squarespace Squarespace's e-commerce system works on every current Squarespace template design, although they are beautiful templates and their beautiful designs all work fantastically with Squarespace Commerce, which is their system for allowing you to sell physical or digital goods online. You can sell any type of product using a single interface. Digital goods are delivered via customized email links that expire 24 hours from delivery. Squarespace Order Management, their interface there, lets you easily track outstanding orders, resend customer update emails, and print packing slips from one single interface. They even offer an express checkout mode, which bypasses the shopping cart interface if that's what you want. Squarespace Commerce also works perfectly with their developer platform, so developers can create custom Squarespace stores of a totally unique design, if that's what you want to do, and just use their fantastic back end. They have 30-second merchant sign-up with Stripe. They partner with Stripe to give you instant approval, and they don't require any paperwork. You just begin receiving money for purchases via direct deposit in moments. You can accept donations. For a preset or unbounded unbounded amounts, they have a donations block in the Squarespace Squarespace paid building system, which you can drag onto your page and you can accept donations if that's the type of thing that you want. Full tax and shipping rules by region. They have PCI compliant SSL enabled connections, so it's completely secure. Stripe charge 2.9% plus 30 cents per successful transaction. Squarespace put no additional transaction fees on top. You can even move your existing Shopify or Big Cartel inventory to Squarespace with just a few clicks. This is just some of the features. There are loads more features to Squarespace Commerce. If you want to set up a store online, they give you everything that you need. Go check them out right now. I can give you a discount from Squarespace. Any Squarespace plan, you're going to get money off. You can get 10% off if you use the offer code TALLYHO10. Go to squarespace.com, sign up for a free trial. Thanks so much to Squarespace for their support of the show. Yes, thank definitely. you. They give you absolutely everything that you need to create an amazing website.
1: So like let's just say that you had but you had a thing that you called a podcast. It wasn't really a podcast. It was really a newsletter, but you called it a podcast. Because that's the and let's just say, are, uh-huh. let's just say that this was hosted on Squarespace. Just just for instance. Mm-hmm. So what you're telling me is that like if one day you wanted to, I don't know, let's just say sell T-shirts or uh, you know sell coffee mugs or or maybe even you could sell a recording of the podcast that doesn't get recorded. That's just a newsletter, but if it did get recorded, you could sell it very easily. If and only if, only easily if such a thing were hosted on 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 uh, Squarespace. That's what we're getting at here, right? Mm -hmm. I I just wanted to confirm that because I know some guys (laughs) in any case. um, So the other thing I wanted to talk about, uh, and I wanted to talk about this last week before I was derailed. Uh, I won't name names. I have no idea Uh, who did that
0: to you. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: Was... What's this? Uh, I've got a lot of a lot of folks kind of in need right now, right? People that are, you know, battling some pretty, you know, some pretty horrendous stuff. Um, you know, the aforementioned uh, Mister Draplin. I'm not sure what I can do for him. Gosh, I feel like I should do something. You know. Mm-hmm. Um you know I got other friends that are going through some kind of ugly you know relationship stuff and um yeah and um we've we've got another friend my she one of my wife's best friends her her father uh about last year started battling pneumonia that became kind of this persistent- pneumonia um and the doctors kind of wrote off the first couple of bouts with it as, oh, well, it's pneumonia. Dah, dah, dah. They did an MRI and, and the lungs looked like, you know, there might be a spot or two there that uh, they thought was just related to the pneumonia. Mm-hmm. Well, after his fifth time to the doctor, they decided to run another MRI only to find out the, the one or two spots that they kind of noticed that first time around about maybe six uh, months ago, nine months ago, or whatever it was. Huh. Now we're spread throughout his lungs and much of the rest of his body. It was cancer. Sorry, if you tuned in today for the feel-good show, you're going to have to go back a few episodes for that. <laughs>
0: I would be surprised if anybody
1: <laughs> ever tunes in here for the field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good for them. Good for them because life ends. Don't wait to begin it. Um, so, um, I think far too often we hear bad news from our friends, from people that we love. People, we honestly and genuinely want to help. And we sincerely mean this when we say it to them. We say, geez, that's too bad. Or I'm so sorry. Really, is there, tell me, is there anything I can do for you? Or, you know, let me know if there's anything I can do. And that's great. And I know you're sincere about it. I'm sincere about it when I say it. But increasingly, I realize that that's the wrong route to go, and the reason it's the wrong route to go is if your dad was just diagnosed with terminal cancer, maybe has a few weeks to live, do you really want to be thinking about what people can do for you? Or do you want to be thinking about how you're going to be there for your dad? I'm not saying you shouldn't offer the help. I'm saying you should just do the things that need to get done. You should say to this person, do you have a spare key for your house? Because I'd like to go and clean it for you today, knowing that you're going to be at the hospital, or aren't going to be able to get that done yourself. And let's just say you won't have to worry about it. Every couple of days, I'll show up and and I'll, I'll clean your house for you. That way you can worry about your dad and don't have to worry about the house being cleaned. In other words, they'll tell you if that's not okay or if that's even too much for them to think about or if that's not really going to help or whatever. But at least you've taken the weight of that decision off of them. Um, One of the things that uh, uh, this group of friends that uh, this person, you know, with the dad and my wife are kind of involved in, is this kind of community of of friends of theirs, have this thing that they like to call the hot dish brigade. And whenever, like, something like this happens to one of them or someone has a new baby or, um, you know, someone comes down with the flu really bad or whatever. They get together the folks in this group and organize what they call the hot dish brigade. And they self-organize this. They basically, you know, they find out, you know, oh, this person is sick, or, or this person just had their baby. I'll make I'll make their meal on Monday. Okay, I'll make their meal on Tuesday. Oh, well, I'll take Wednesday. All right, I'll take Thursday. All right, you know, and they organize this stuff, and maybe for two weeks, three, however long it's needed. Hot meal taken care of. Everyone takes a turn, makes a little extra, brings it over to them. You know, maybe it might take a little bit of warming up in the microwave or a little bit of extra preparation. You know, maybe it's throwing a pan of lasagna together, but it needs to be baked and you you deliver it over there uncooked. And all they have to do is just stick it in the oven, you know, turn the oven to 400, stick it in there, and 45 minutes later they've got dinner. And they just do this. They don't ask if it's okay, or they don't ask this person if there's anything they, they need done for them. And it's become so routine that now, you know, it's, it's almost like you know, the moment that her friend found out about her dad, she knew automatically that she would never, she wouldn't have to worry about dinner for weeks. And my wife automatically went the extra mile, having you know, had a parent who died, you know, from cancer, and having been in that situation and been in the hospital and known the right questions to ask and known how this works and stuff like that. Basically, typed up a, you know, typed up a whole sheet of information for her and included that in a bag of snacks that she can take to the ho- and have in the hospital with her. Like these little snack packs. I mean, uh, like three dozen of these things that she put together all in little Ziploc baggies so she can just grab a Ziploc bag and take it with her to the hospital. So, you know, she has something to eat while she's there. So if she's ever in a situation where she, you know, can't leave to go get lunch because she's waiting for the doctor to do his rounds and he hasn't come around yet and she doesn't know when he is and da-da-da, you know, she's not going to starve to death. She's got something she can snack on. Right? And my wife knew to do this and knew that these are the sorts of issues that you run into in this sort of situation and knew the right thing to do to help and just did it, didn't ask about it, didn't ask questions, didn't ask if it was okay, didn't just did it because she knew she needed it. My bet is, every one of us has been in that situation where we have a friend that needs our help, we know what they, what needs to be done, but instead we wait for them to ask. Don't do it. Don't wait, just go ahead and do it. Do whatever it is to help that's that's the message.
0: <laughs> just help be nice, just help
1: just 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 do it don't wait don't think you know oh geez, that's just terrible. just go ahead and do it so. <sighs> But, you know, I, th- I think you know, the past couple of weeks, at least for me, has been a reminder of all of many of the things I've talked about um, on the show before, which is, you know, I have a very, you know, I have some very real daily reminders of how uh, how short life is. And how much it matters, and how much it means, and how much we should be taking advantage of that. Mm. And one of the best ways to take advantage of that is to do it in the service of others. So, with that said, now that. uh, Happy, happy times, happy times (laughs) for all.
0: Woohoo! Yay, enough. <laughs> enough. <laughs> please. Not, I can't take any more. <laughs> That's what we really meant, you know. Well you
1: know I'm I'm glad after two hundred and twenty-three is it now episodes, people are finally getting clued into that.
0: <laughs> yeah. We really mean we just want you to scream enough at us. <laughs> <Not> enough. enough. <laughs>
1: Uh so you can scream that to iMike, I M Y K-E on the Twitter or the he doesn't really check anything else. I'm no, I
0: kidding. check app.net, but ah. I don't really I mean my my main input there is replying to things. Yeah, yeah. No,
1: uh, if you if you really want to just uh find him and see what he's up to, Twitter's probably the best place for him. Uh me, I, I kind of dig it all. I like the app.net. Uh, I, I still enjoy the Twitter occasionally, um, and uh, the email, of course, is okay. Um, Patrick Rohn, P-A-T-R-I-C-K, or Patrick at com. Of course, our feedback form, uh, the contact us page, still works. Still works. Well beyond uh, 70 decibels anniversary. Um, two years. Two years. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, we, we can be found. So thanks for joining me, Michael, once again.
0: Thank you for being here.
1: All right. We'll chat later. Cheers. Cheers.